to the first podcast for 2018. We are back. It's definitely January. It's exceedingly dark. So we thought we would kick off the year with a bit of a look at some of the Christmas and Black Friday data that we have been looking at. I am Sophie Willer. I'm the Director of Data and Technology Products, so I do love a good bit of data. And I'm here with Libby, if you could introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Libby Dye. I'm a Group Planning Director here at iProspect. Over the past couple of years, well, six years whilst working at iProspect, I've worked a lot on both retail and travel, where obviously Christmas and going into the sales period is more than just key. It is do or die. So we're doing well with the data so far. Libby has already turned a couple into six, but we are delivering business outcomes, so we like those sort of returns. As Libby said, we know that particularly for a lot of our retail clients, the November-December period is absolutely critical. But some of the things we'll be looking at over the next couple of minutes are actually some of the almost peripheral industries that we don't necessarily think about. So there's the stuff that sits around that enormous retail machine. So let's start with a bit of a look at Black Friday. From a personal note, I actually didn't buy anything this year, which was primarily disorganisation rather than lack of good deals. But I did notice in the news, actually, it felt to me that there was a bit of a backlash this year against almost the idea of Black Friday and the big discounts and the, the consumerism. Has that borne out in the data? Did we notice anything like that for our clients? Yeah, definitely. I think we've seen this year a decline in people just looking for Black Friday deals. So the search data around Black Friday, Black Friday sales, Black Friday with brand names called in has definitely gone down year on year. I think the whole premise of Black Friday coming over from the States and being about that day after Thanksgiving that we don't celebrate in this country. So it's not a public holiday. People are still at work. It has never really landed in a sa- in the same way that it does in, in the US. And I think... Yeah, we all still remember from maybe three, four years ago the people being trampled on in Asda's fighting over TVs. That kind of cultural backlash, everyone was very, very quick to avoid that the following year. And the, the messaging that people went out with around Black Friday was a lot less aggressive, I think, this year and a lot more about trying to create a relationship with the customer and rewarding loyal customers. So you get in early access to sales rather than coming in and saying everything's 75% off. I think, you know, that has changed the whole habits around Christmas that we see within traffic and, and things like that is three years ago, Black Friday was bigger than the, the week before Christmas, which blew everyone's minds because everyone was like, we've not planned for that. All of our budgets in December. So we've had lots of clients pull budget forward to November and now it's kind of, do we still need to do that? Is it a different matrix of comms? Do we look at how owned media can work a bit harder for Black Friday? But it's definitely a shift less from aggressive sales messaging more about early preparation for Christmas. One of my favourite random facts that I have seen is that actually 6% of all Black Friday searches were made after Black Friday which perhaps bears out that cultural piece which is people going oh oh it happened but maybe I missed it a bit this year or what deals in my case what did I miss yes you did miss a good deal had some very random conversations with friends about discounted hoovers because my life is very rock and roll. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, we saw everyone going Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday, and then this year the Cyber Monday sales have paled in comparison to last year, but also in comparison to Black Friday. So it's just we're creating days 
but actually the general consumer, as outside of our little digital marketing bubble, really don't care about. They don't want to start shopping until December. And it's interesting, people that are buying on Black Friday are buying for the sake of buying. So our client reported much, much higher levels of returns in the weeks before Christmas, suggesting that people have bought, realised it's not any good or don't send it or they've bought lots on sale and then they've sent it back and it's not turned into a Christmas gift anyway. I didn't even buy something in the Black Friday sale but I remember being in the post office about the first week of December just returning a load of parcels because that was the time that I got round to it and there were a lot of guilty looking people. So. <laughs> so Black Friday we've made it through through the madness and then it's December so who dominated the Christmas market? What, what do you think looked particularly good as a consumer did you notice anything particularly differently this year so there's obviously the the typical kind of department store electrical goods we know that john lewis debenhams curry's from the data they kind of rode the wave going from that black friday into early december so transporting that message through obviously that mid-november onwards period is the massive christmas advert fight out and we know john lewis do that hard but i think the likes of Next and Marks and Spencers did really well this year, changing the way their messaging works. Next going a lot more for their current customers and trying to bring that through and looking at how they can not go after the BMOs that are John Lewis. We know that they outspend the majority, but changing how their advertising works. My favourite, Amazon, I think it was the year before last, started doing Christmas TV adverts. This year with the singing boxes, everyone in the office probably gets 15 Amazon boxes on average delivered in that period of time. So we're all used to that package arriving. I think using that as a Christmas vehicle that worked really well for them. And we know that they by far and away were the biggest website throughout December, kind of four or five times bigger than the the third place on the, the chart. If you look at Google being number one and in terms of search share of category data, they owned 26% of all retail category search at Christmas, and that includes people looking for particular brands. So that is, it's more than just domination. It's Amazon being a place that people go to at Christmas now, not just to buy, but also to use Amazon as a search engine. I know I'm guilty of that. If I know I want to buy something for somebody, I will go on Amazon and look if it's there first rather than go anywhere else, because I've got Amazon Prime. I know I can get it to the office the next day which avoids going to Oxford Street on a Thursday night in December. It's really interesting, actually, because the the customer experience there, again, from a personal perspective, that's one of the things that Amazon has absolutely nailed. They make mm. it so easy for you to buy things and get them. One of the, I guess, the caveats that I would put there is that that's possibly a bit of a London-centric bubble. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and I still find it absolutely crazy, like, over a quarter of search is going through Amazon Mm. but I mean they sell everything they sell everything (laughs) and they make everything so easy so I ordered a set of whiskey glasses for my brother at Christmas one of them arrived smashed well actually more than arrived smashed I gave it to him smashed on Christmas day so when he unwrapped a smashed glass I was kind of like oh (laughs) let me take that back (laughs) and I went on Amazon app out Christmas organised the return well they didn't even want a return but by the 28th there was a fresh box arrived at his house with a a replacement present in they make the whole thing really really fluid and I think I'm guilty outside of Christmas of talking to clients and talking about that one click purchase journey that Amazon have 
they've taken as their own everything you can do on the Amazon website you can do it within one two clicks especially if you're you're always logged in they've got your data we're we're talking to clients about how they can replicate that and it's every time somebody else gets as good as making a user journey as as fluid as possible Amazon then go and, and upgrade theirs anyway with with touch and now the voice stuff they came out kind of last week the echo devices were their biggest selling products at Christmas that then has big knock-on effects on how retail might work this time next year if you've if you've got an Amazon device in your house you're thinking about Christmas ideas do you just ask for it and the next day it's at your front door they are constantly trying to pioneer what's happening in the sector and that means that nobody else can catch up with them anywhere near as quick. We've spoken the last few minutes quite a bit about customer experience and the ease of buying online. But again, people people still do go to shops. Yes. Like there are still people turning up, <coughs> buying stuff in person. Mm-hmm. Perhaps borne out by the, the stat you shared earlier, which is that returns are up so much, there is still a need for people to go and look yeah. at things in person. So our, I know Google Trends was showing that shopping searches with location-based intent peaked in the week before Christmas Day, up around 5% on 2016 in the same period, and 28% on the 2017 average. So again, bearing out that idea that people do still want to go and look at stuff. Mm. If we think as well around the companies that we know did quite well around searches, perhaps also for, for Boxing Day, the department stores, Next, Curry's, Argos, all again having significant surges in traffic, showing that that kind of traditional Boxing Day in-person sale is is still a, a thing. Does that ring true for you? Is that something your clients are seeing? Yeah, I think so. And I think there's always going to be those elements of of Christmas that you, you have, have to buy in person, but you prefer to buy in person. So the grocery shop, we know... And this could probably be a big proof point of what we've seen over the last couple of years in terms of the budget grocery shop. Aldi and Lidl both have come into the press in early January and said that they had absolute record Christmases. There was a brilliant stat from Aldi around selling 200,000 bottles of wine, champagne and Prosecco per day in December. You can see um, why everyone's doing dry January. Yeah. <laughs> People going in and buying that, that's kind of stuff that you know you're going to stock up on. You can go and get in early December and put in the, the back cupboard. And then that changes the kind of habit throughout. So people are going, still going to store. I think we had a bit of a, a weird Christmas period with Christmas falling on a Monday, is that the Saturday before, so the 23rd, was still an active shopping day. So people were going to shops. It was too late to get things delivered. So I'm expecting to see big retailers come out and say that that weekend probably changed their, their numbers for the rest of the year. And then people maybe a bit hesitant to go into store on Boxing Day. Some stores have come out and said that they did see a a drop in footfall on Boxing Day on the high street, but that's imminent of people going in on the 23rd. A lot of people had gone into sale early, so we know that Argos and John Lewis had gone into sale on the 23rd. So people were already picking up sales pre-Christmas rather than just Boxing Day, and I think that's something that has been a bit of a trend for the last couple of years, going into sale early. And if Obviously, the way that calendar years work, next year is going to be very similar, is we will have a weekend before Christmas that will be an active shopping weekend. It'll be interesting to see whether people do things slightly different, knowing that that there will be high street footfall that has maybe died off a little bit over the last couple of years because the dates work slightly differently. Unless there is a big logistics change and everyone can still do 
last minute delivery on Christmas Eve but I, I expect to see high street football still be really important for the next couple of years. Brilliant. So that is a beautiful segue into my next question for you which is what do we think the key learnings are? What would be your maybe three key takeaways from the data and the activity that we have seen this year? Maybe something around how you approach Black Friday, something around how you approach, let's say, the sort of Christmas search and then maybe the, the bit as you head into the new year. Yeah, I think as much as we've kind of sat here and said Black Friday wasn't as, as big a deal this year, it is still a really important calendar day. And if you're not there, you risk losing out to your competitors. So. It, it's about what your offering is and about what your messaging needs to be and how what works most for the, for the business. So people are still going to push Black Friday sales. If your direct competitors are outbidding you, you need to have that budget reserved for November onwards. And a lot of people still use Black Friday as the start of the Christmas shopping period. So the way that we've worked with clients this year is that you have your monthly budgets up until November and then your November-December budget is one big fluid pot you can start to move around based on what's happening with competitors, based on what your, your sales activity needs to be. So that it's it's about budgeting for the whole six-week period mm-hmm. rather than the two months separately. Because I think that is when you start to get into the point where you don't have the budget left over for the, at the end of Christmas. I think the point around local, if you are an offline, online business, local search is still really important. And mobile activity around those high streets as well. We see a lot of people searching on mobile whilst out and about still researching prices is a, is a really key element so look at how your your mobile bids are working throughout that period look at how you can target using mobile data so we work with some great partners around targeting on the high street getting people in store and that's such a key key period if you know you picture walking down the high street in in december it's christmas decorations in every other window and then sale banners in in on the others cutting through there and using data really cleverly is is going to be key and the next thing we kind of can't get away talking around Amazon at Christmas for a lot of our clients there's two skill sets with Amazon I think for agencies like us Amazon are becoming as important of a partner than than the Googles and Facebooks have been over the years we're, we're talking to Amazon just as much as we talk to, to those guys around media within the Amazon platform they have such a wealth of data around what people are buying, how we can target people, that if you're not using that on the platform to recruit new customers, you're definitely missing out. And then the other skill set is if you are working with them as a reseller partner already, how can you kind of get those two things to talk to each other? I think that's been a big shift this year with a lot of our clients, like Diageo, like Philips, where there are two completely separate teams at the client who are dealing with the logistics of how your product is delivered if you list list a bottle of Baileys on, on, on Amazon versus how do you advertise a bottle of Baileys using Amazon data. If the two things aren't talking to each other, that fluid customer journey that people expect when they go on that platform isn't going to be ideal for the customer, which at Christmas is basically a, a lose. I would completely agree. Just to play those back to you, so your three key learnings from this year then, key recommendations I guess, would be to treat the November, December six week period as one pot to increase the potential to be fluid. Don't forget mobile, use that as a way to drive that footfall, perhaps reduce all of those returns. And forget Amazon at your peril. Definitely. One of my most fun facts, do you love a fun fact? 
that came out of this is that apparently Amazon ships something like one parcel to every three people in the world. Yeah. That's a lot of parcels. Yeah. I would be guilty of a, a good share yeah, of me that too, this actually. time. Unfortunately, my recycling is, is collected weekly because I was getting, there was a bit of a cardboard situation. Yeah, I mean, the Amazon thing, and I know our last podcast or the podcast before was very voice focused and how that is going to grow next year. With them bringing down the price on the Echo devices, both the full one and the dot, it's only going to change dropping behaviour. It is the early adopters so far that have bought those devices, but that is the people that have got the Prime accounts. That is the people that are Amazon buy-ins already and are going to be looking at how they can shop in the most barrier-free method possible. So you can only expect that product to develop. They've got 10 months to kind of look at how Echo shopping and Alexa shopping could really, really change next Christmas and we know that they are looking to put Alexa in different devices so if you've got Alexa in your car you're driving home are going to, people going to start shopping in traffic jams in November are people going to start shopping in their kitchen with Alexa enabled fridges Amazon really are kind of getting into different elements and you can only look at how then different media are going to be used to affect that so out of home are they going to have Alexa call outs you can buy this now on out of home barriers in November the Alexa piece I found particularly interesting from a lot of the a, a lot of my friends on Facebook seem to have got them for Christmas and just there's there's been a bit of a variety of very frustrated, particularly parents, not quite able to get it to work. Um, and then a lot of people saying, Why why haven't we had this? I'm gonna share one quick story. I remember our CEO Stefan Bardega, who has been with us now a bit over a year, the very first time he presented to the company he was an early adopter of the Amazon Echo and basically <laughs> shared a story that his, um, I think at that time, six-year-old child managed to order about a thousand nappies because he hadn't put on any controls on, on the shopping accounts. That's probably one of my key takeaways from this, which is yeah. it's a very clever piece of tech, but you probably want to put a couple of controls on it, otherwise yeah. you get a very interesting delivery. I think one of the, I mean, that Echo's one of my favourite stats the non-Prosecco related from Christmas, <laughs> whereas the searches for Amazon Echo peaked on Christmas Day. So that is people that have probably unwrapped them or have bought them for teenage sons or boyfriends, husbands, wives, and then no one knows how to work it. <laughs> and they need to find instructions or YouTube guides. And we've seen that every year for the past year with Apple and iPhones, people searching for the, the devices on Christmas Day. But yeah, I think there is always that, how do you then, if you are looking at your customer journey, how do you help that on Christmas Day when you're de designing devices that maybe are a little bit more complicated than, than people think? It's not just you talk to it, there is a setup period. Then there's, the, then there's the interesting thing on how do they then talk to people on Christmas Day. So once you've got your Amazon Echo set up, do they then say, shop the Boxing Day sales? <laughs> but yeah, we shall see. Thank you ever so much, Libby. As ever, you have been super interesting. Every conversation I have with you, you always seem to know everything. So I'm, I'm very grateful. Thank you for your time. For everyone listening, thank you for your time also. We hope you found this podcast interesting. And we'll just leave you with a couple of key takeaways. So the first from me is that the Black Friday, Christmas, Boxing Day period always seems to pass in a bit of a blur. 
that in that period it is absolutely critical for retail it is critical for so many organizations actually hitting their financial targets and that requires a lot of planning up front it's six weeks but making sure that you have planned ahead Libby mentioned you've got 10 months to get your echo strategy working it does require planning ahead and it does require making sure that there is fluidity in how you will respond to it both from a a content, a budget, a channel point of view. So although it's January, although Christmas seems like a long way away, although there's maybe a couple of hundred thousand bottles of Prosecco knocking around somewhere, it is worth, or not, or not <laughs> if you've drunk them all, it is worth, as you look for your, your plan, as you look for your plan for the year, to think about when your Christmas planning will start and how you can respond to changes. That's probably the key takeaway for me. And Libby, what would you say is your key? Yeah, I mean, from a from a completely um, selfish point of view, as Sophie said, there is there is almost no too early when it start it comes to starting and thinking about Christmas and thinking about how you can get that plan together. And I think those that do plan early that start having their Christmas meetings with us throughout the summer are probably those that where we we have got that budget set up. We do know when kind of we can start to activate. We can start to move stuff around. I think the earliest yet I have been briefed on Christmas has been April. So oh, if anyone wants to try beat that this year, I'm more than open to it. I love Christmas. I'm always happy to talk about Christmas. Excellent. So final thought, although it's never too early to plan for Christmas, it is too early to put up your Christmas decorations. Yes. If I never... And if yours are still up, take them down. Yeah, exactly. It's well past twelve tonight. Thanks ever so much, everyone. And we look forward to you joining us for the next podcast. <laughs>